Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are and whatever part of the day you're in. Sure do appreciate y'all joining me, give me a little bit of your time. I have just enough moisture in the air to get that little trickle of water coming off the roof that you hear in the background. For those of y'all that continue to share and support the podcast, feel like I would be remiss if I didn't tell you thank you each day. So thank you. For those of y'all that are new here, I'm glad that y'all are joining. I hope you find something you think worthwhile. For those of y'all that have joined over on Patreon and are given a little bit of financial support to the podcast, I'm incredibly grateful for y'all as well. I hope that you're getting something out of it there too individually. and Hopefully our country gets a little bit out of it. Hope this makes your day go a little smoother. And... Uh, don't do a good enough job of this, but Lord, thank you for the time to sit and record podcast and for people that listen to it and share it. Give them your peace, comfort them, and give me the words that you want me to speak, whatever they are. So we're going to go back into our series on voting and really have enough material here to do probably another couple days, but I think we'll just stick with one more. So we'll jump back in here. Kind of where we left off yesterday, we, the last quote we talked about was one by Noah Webster, really outlaying, well, I'll read the last line. If a republic, if a Republican government fails to secure public prosperity and happiness, it must be because the citizens neglect the divine command to elect and elect bad men to make and administer their laws. So. It really all comes down to us, folks. And we'll just kind of keep going here. Sam Adams, he who is void of virtuous attachments in private life is or very soon will be void of all regard of his country. There is seldom an instance of a man guilty of betraying his country who had not before lost the feeling of moral obligations in his private connections. The public cannot be too curious concerning the characters of public men. I think so often, you know, we're never going to get a perfect man to be our leader. Uh, there was only one, and that was Jesus Christ, and there is nobody else. Nobody else, and not me, and I can point you to him, and others can too, a lot of them better than I, but... So we have to realize that, but at the same time, 
if we go in and we we see a man that's got obvious moral problems in their personal life and we elect them anyway because we think well nobody's perfect or maybe we don't even care about that that we just like what the guy's offering to give us then we're setting ourselves up for disaster because as Sam Adams says here it's not going to take very long if they can't control themselves in their private life you know if they're sleeping around on their wife or cheating in business or beating their children or an alcoholic or whatever it is it's not going to take very long for that moral problem in private life to seep into the public life you you just you can't expect to elect bad men and have them suddenly perform morally as good men in office and that's why john jay said it was not only our privilege we get to in this christian nation you know we get to elect our own rulers but it was our duty to elect christians as our leaders and if we don't do that right because then then when these people make mistakes if they're following the principles of christ they'll seek forgiveness and they'll repent of those mistakes and theoretically the mistakes will happen less and less never get perfect but less and they're humble and they have those attributes which christ taught but if we don't elect them then as we see today their their guiding light becomes their own political whims well you don't want to stay married well we'll just give you no fault divorce you don't like god well we'll kick him out of education and our institutions well you uh, you're a man but you want to have sex with other men well we'll make homosexuality no longer a mental illness or pretend you want to be a woman even though you're a man well that's okay well we could do that too you uh you want to be this little group over here because you're from a different continent well we'll hyphenate your name and we'll make you something americans and so that makes you your own little special group and we'll treat you differently and so whatever it is they adjust they they go away from the truth from the standard and they make up their own and and so like again like sam adams said it'll there's seldom an instance of a man guilty of betraying his country who had not before lost feeling of moral obligations in his private connections governor morris signer and penman of the constitution there must be religion when that ligament is torn society is disjointed and its members perish the nation is exposed to foreign violence and domestic convulsion vicious ungodly rulers chosen by vicious ungodly people turn back the current of corruption to its source placed in a situation where they can exercise authority for their own benefit emulent emulent they betray their trust they take bribes they sell statutes and decrees they sell honor and office they sell their conscience they sell their country but most important of all lessons is the denunciation of ruin to every state that rejects the precepts of religion <laughs> the ruin to every state that rejects the precepts of religion and he was talking about christianity folks our founders were make no mistake 
the idea that it was just a bunch of deists sitting up there. Uh, I haven't pulled this out again, but out of the 55, I haven't pulled this out recently, but out of the 55 delegates, if I remember correctly, all but three were openly affiliated with a particular Christian denomination. So that was overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, with few exceptions, the faith of our founders. And that's what they meant when they talked about creator, providence, almighty God. And, and so this is great, this middle part here. I mean, it's great in a sad way that he's talking about. Because we see this today. When, when you have corrupt rulers, when you get rid of God, then we're exposed to foreign violence. You see that in the flood of illegal immigrants coming across the border. Domestic convulsions. You see that with the, the mobs of Antifa and Black Lives Matter and the crime rates that are increasing, the destruction of our cities, just the, the lack of moral attachments, cohesiveness. You know, he talked about how Governor Morris talked about how this was all tied together. When you tear that ligament, then society becomes disjointed and, and members perish, and that's where we're at today. And we, we put these ungodly men and women in control and, and they exercise authority however they want to, whatever their benefit is. They betray trust, take bribes, sell statutes, sell laws, sell honor, sell office, sell their conscience, sell their country. These people that hate America today, so many of them, well, there's two problems. The first is these people that hate America, they don't care whether they're selling office or position or power. Whatever gets them whatever benefit they think they want or desire or deserve, right? So why would they care if they hurt children? Why would they care if they flood the country with criminals and terrorists? Why would they care if they take representation and resources away from some citizens? They don't. If they make life harder. If, if your life, if you have less and less of the money that you earn, if you're marriages are less stable and your family is less stable. And then the, the second part of that, folks, really is you've got to remember, and this is something we don't like to talk about, but who elects these people? How do they get elected? They don't just magically show up there. And this has been going on for decades and decades, folks. I'm not just talking about the last election cycle. You want to talk about fraud or whatever, and that's fine. They get there because a large chunk of the American population chooses voluntarily to vote for the evil, godless values of the left. Rejection of God. murdering of babies, sexual deviancy of every possible kind, bigotry via feminism and critical race theory and others, rejection of the rule of law as we see in illegal immigration, socialism and communism, these are core values of the left. 
and every single one of them, without fail, without exception, hurts the least of these, hurts the needy and the poor, hurts widows and orphans, hurts children. Every single one. I should have on that last one, I should have said women and children because they've done a bang-up job with that via feminism that, that women don't think they're being hurt by what the left promotes today. John Witherspoon, signer of the Declaration. Those who wish well to the state ought to choose to places of trust men of inward principle, justified by exemplary conversation. Is it reasonable to expect wisdom from the ignorant, fidelity, faithfulness from the profligate, from the unfaithful, diligence and application to public business from men of a careless life? Is it reasonable to commit the management of public revenue to one who hath wasted his own patrimony inheritance? Those, therefore, who pay no regard to religion and sobriety in the persons whom they send to the legislature of any state are guilty of the greatest absurdity and will soon pay dear for their folly. That's He said it a lot better, folks, but that's what I've been trying to say for most of this podcast the last year and a half and 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 did just now again those therefore who pay no regard to religion and sobriety and the persons whom they send to the legislature of any state are guilty of the greatest absurdity and will soon pay dear for their folly so those citizens that choose to elect ungodly men and women particularly ungodly men Right, because that's the primary, that's supposed that's the leader. They're gonna pay for it. The sad thing is that we're paying for it too, and we've got to acknowledge that. That's where the divide is today, folks. You can talk about national leaders all you want, and, and we are because we're talking about voting yesterday and today, and that's a big deal. And and we have to go vote and, and pick the best candidate that we can pick. Sometimes we don't like that candidate, but we need to pick the best one. We can pick the one that's closest to Christ, right? You can think about it that way. you got all these choices out here, right? And You throw it at a dartboard, right? And the one that's closest to Christ, the person that, that is closest to that center, that's the one that we need to elect. It doesn't matter what party they're from or, or what their race or ethnicity is or what their class, their background is. We need to pick the one that's closest to Christ. Every time, primaries, general elections, that's how it should go. And, and But what he's saying here, this is the divide, folks, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to keep talking about this and keep hammering it. We have to wake up and realize that, that we can't, you, you can't sit around on Sunday with people that you know support these evil godly values, godless, godless values, evil godless values, and... And, you know, and just pretend that there's nothing wrong there. We, you, you can't, we cannot continue to coexist good and evil in the country, folks. And we saw that with the revolution. We saw that again with the civil war in the United States. Both of those were really civil wars. Uh, we saw that on a world scale in, in World War II, for sure. But, but those two first two are really internal struggles. Those are real close in a lot of ways to where we are today. You saw that in Britain 
leading up to World War II really well. And we've talked about that some. We'll come back and talk about it in depth again. But but when you have good and evil, like we do today, citizens that support good and citizens that support evil, there's no way for them to coexist. One side or the other is going to have to fold. And that's what John Witherspoon is talking about here. He's saying those people, they're going to pay for their folly, but we're paying for it too, folks. And, and the sooner we come to the understanding that that if they refuse to change their hearts and their attitudes, then reconciliation isn't possible. And, and what were the two choices given, both at the Civil War and the Revolutionary War? Revolutionary War was a better example, probably. Your choice is either to, to change, to turn away from evil, and, and to change your heart and your mind, or to leave. And that's where we're at again today. The, the third option is for those good men to lay down and for us to continue to march pretty steadily into Stalinist Russia, Maoist China, Socialist Nazi Germany. Right? Those are the choices. I have quite a few more folks, but uh, I really wanted to get to this last one. And so we'll come back and hit this another time for sure. But this is the Reverend Charles Finney, famous minister during the Second Great Awakening. The church must take right ground in regard to politics. The time has come that Christians must vote for honest men and take consistent ground in politics. God cannot sustain this free and blessed country which we love and pray for unless the church will take right ground. Politics are a part of a religion in such a country as this, and Christians must do their duty to their country as part of their duty to God. It seems sometimes as if the foundations of the nation were becoming rotten, and Christians seem to act as if they thought God did not see what they do in politics. But I tell you, he does see it, and he will bless or curse this nation according to the course they take. Uh, we, we could do a whole podcast just on that one quote right there, folks. And maybe we will sometime because I don't have a lot of time left with y'all today. This idea of silent majority, folks, is, it's gone. It's over. It's done. The time for being silent, uh, we lost that. Because we, we, we like to say the silent majority that showed up 40 or 50 years ago, but but we didn't really. We did for a short time, and, and, then, and then we just kind of went away. And if the church doesn't lead, you know, it led before the revolution. It led before the Civil War. If we don't have the pulpit, the church leading, Christians leading, then the nation's done. It's over. In every walk of life, if we don't have Christian men standing up to lead, then it's over. And that's where we're at today. It's where we've been at for a while. There's a lot more to say there, folks, but that's just a great quote. Uh, and, and you can't you can't claim to follow Christ and then vote for, well, you can claim it, but it's impossible to really truly follow Christ and his principles and then vote for people that go directly against them. Uh, and that's what we have seen a large majority of people doing for decades. You can turn it around. 
we've turned it around a couple times. Really, <clears throat> excuse me, dire circumstances. Again, revolution and civil war, both great examples. There's going to be a price to pay. There's going to be pain. Uh, but we have the pain coming one way or the other. The question is, do we end up with a good outcome in the end, or do we end up with a with a worse outcome? Everything goes back to God, folks. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. Thank y'all again for those of y'all that continue to share and support the podcast, telling others about it, supporting it on Patreon. I'm very grateful. We'll talk to y'all again real soon.